up? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are at the Wynn Casino for a special treat. Birdman rubbing the hands together. We got a special treat. Omari Jones is in the building. And, you know, I kind of get a kick out of telling people about people. Uh, kind of like the hipsters do, right? You want to be the first one to put somebody on. And, yeah, I want to be that guy. You know, we've been talking about Omari for some time. And, um, you know, he did a great job with Keller Plant. Uh, now he's got his own fight lined up. Just a lot of things to talk about with our first guest, Amari Jones, DHP promoted fighter. We are also going to be talking some sensational news. I mean, Isak Cruz kind of left a bad taste in our mouth by not taking the Shakur Stevenson fight. But damn, this is a redeeming, Danny. I swear, if you're willing to move up five extra pounds to fight a bigger puncher and your excuses. You'll take it as long as there's a belt. Well, maybe you weren't ducking Shakur. Maybe it's just, you know, there wasn't no belt there. Still turned down the fight. Can you hear me? I heard you say he still turned down the fight. Still turned down the fight. But what's more dangerous? I mean, uh, I would say Regis. So how... I, like... If you duck a fighter, but you're willing to fight Wilder, are you scared? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not calling Regis Wilder, but, I mean, my man do have power. You know, he makes the fight. He's pretty aggressive. I don't know. Naturally bigger guy. No, Naturally. He been at 40 his whole career. Whole career. So, I love this. And he says he makes it easy. I love this. Honestly, I do. And I read the story... And I know some of you guys are like, oh, well, his father ain't going to let him take it. It's actually his father that's saying we would take it if a title shot is offered. And not only that, Danny, this ain't Cap. In the story, he makes it clear so that when Regis reads it, he understands the ball's in your court. In the story, I think his dad's name is like Isario, something mm. like that. And he says, uh, Regis has a voluntary. He can pick us. I mean, it's it's over. Like, now we need a network. Is PBC willing to work with Pobellum? Can we put this on a PBC Showtime channel? Or is this going to have to be, you know, something that Probellum shops around because they don't have a network? Does this have to be main event? Oh, wow. You disrespectful. Now I'm disrespectful. I'm just saying. Now I'm disrespectful. Danny, this ain't a main event to you. Would you have pushed your core versus Aesop with no freaking belt? On the undercard of anything? On the undercard of, uh, of the right fight, I would, yeah. Yeah, but the right fight you can't think of at this time right now. You know that. You know that. It's hard to, like... I'm just saying, neither guy has a big promoter. True. Neither guy... But one, he's advised by Al, though, right? Isa. Gotta be. Something. Or is it Nelson? Sean Gibbons? I know he's with Sean. Hmm. I don't know if he's with Pitbull too. I'm just saying, bro. Like, oh no. I like it. I don't want to. I don't want to like even think of negativity. Cause look, you got Regis that can't get a fight either. Jose Ramirez turned it down. Who else turned it down? A couple people turned it down. He's going through the same. Like he's the 140 pound version of Shakur Stevenson in terms of nah, the WBC look, I ain't rankings knocking, turning it I down. I ain't knocking him. I don't know. I just think, it, like, 
Regis is like a clear favorite. I mean, you got to make him a favorite. He's bigger. He punches. He's the champ. And he's a true 140-pounder. I still think it's a smoking fight. I like Isak. You know, I think that's why TV looks for those style of fighters. Like, we naturally are attracted to the guy that's making the fight or pushing the fight. You know, it's that bravado, no? And that's what Isak has. Do you think he his power carries five pounds up? No. Now, you ain't fronting because he wasn't knocking everybody. Like, only, what's his biggest knockout, Gamboa? Possibly, but no, nah, man, he ain't. The, but you're saying, nah, the power, the power will not carry up. I I don't believe so. No, I mean my man's he he has a sixty two percent. Yeah, he got Gamboa. Okay, the last one was Eduardo Ramirez. I forgot he even fought that guy. Look, Eduardo Ramirez. Did you remember that fight? Nah, and guess what? Rayo Venezuela, who should be fighting Cobra on the Benavidez plant card, he knocked out Francisco Vargas, former Mexican champion El Bandido, but not. The person in question, Isaac Cruz, they went 10. And isn't that... Thomas, oh my, bro, don't tell me that's Jose Romero bro, Tom, or is it Juan? Thomas Matisse had a controversial with Pitbull. Mm. That was a majority decision. So, yeah. I know this guy too. Jose, Jose Romero, he didn't knock him out either. That's what I'm saying, champ. But like, I mean, Regis, it's still the Regis, style. Regis would be a minus 350. Wow. Regis would be a minus 350. What was he for Josh? He's a, he's a small, like, Pitbull's a small 35 pounder, bro. Saying he's a small 35 pounder. If he wasn't, if he wasn't Mexican, he'd be a 30 pounder. He's 5'4. Let's see, how, how big is Regis? I haven't checked his. Let me see. Uh, Regis is 5'8", mm. according to, according to box work. 63-inch reach for Isak. 67 for Pip, uh, for Regis. <clears throat> uh, Regis with the 82% knockout. I mean... Yeah, he's got all the clear advantages. Yeah. Former world champ, current world champ, more experience, been in the ring with tougher opposition... Not, I, I guess I got to say tougher because it's more consistently tougher, right? Like, yes, Isak fought Tank, but, you know, Regis obviously fought Jos uh, Josh Teller and other tougher so names. So, look, obviously lost by majority decision um, to Josh. Mm-hmm. Juan Jose Velasco. Oh, no, no, no. Wrong. Terry Flanagan, he beat by decision. Regis did. Right. Cool. That was a good fight. Title. Uh, That was the diamond belt on the line. Bro, before that, his last decision, you don't know this guy. Amos Cowart. Never heard of him. You know, it was so, so long ago. So, Regis, Regis actually knocking motherfuckers out. Mm. Versus Pitbull, you know. Still Lately, a good style matchup, though, because Pitbull believes he can knock you out. No, for sure, and and he makes it uncomfortable, and he has, as of late, been getting those knockouts, so. Wow, you're repeating that. Nah, my bad, guys. Yeah, his <laughs> bad, guys. 
Yeah, man. But uh, let's go ahead and get our first guest. Absolutely. Excited. Uh, so we'll go ahead, take a quick intermission, get Amari settled in, and we'll be right back. Yeah, use this time to check out our promotional ad here with the uh, Hibernation 5 Kenichi Beer detachable mic headphones. Uh, you can use them to listen to the show. You can use them if you're gaming on your Xbox or PlayStation. And remember, you're supporting your favorite show by copping a pair of headphones. Word. We'll be right back. guest, Amari Jones. Amari, man, how are you? And thank you for obviously taking out the time to come into the studio and uh, chop it up. Uh, thank you. Thank y'all for having me. You know, y'all are my guys. Y'all ask me, I'm saying, get on the show. I know I missed last time, but I was like, I gotta make it up to my guys. You know what I'm saying? For sure, man. Since the last time we interviewed you, though, you've gone to Australia twice, right? Yeah, yeah. Wow. How was that experience? Let's start there. Um, I mean, the, fir the first Australia was definitely like the the eye opener, you know what I'm saying, to really fight over overseas. Uh, my first time as a professional, my second time, though, boxing, um, fighting overseas. But the first as a professional was just different. It was like, you know, um, like just seeing how the, the everybody was against us and like didn't like us, and you know, just being the, the underdog in the situation. Even though I was there to, you know, we was there to get the wins, and you know what I'm saying. So um, it was definitely just. A, a life changing experience, and the second time going, it was, uh, it was, it was, like, I was more accustomed to what was like. I was more used to like what was going, what was going to happen. So, so how tough was that second opponent? You think, or did you want the rounds? Um, did anything go wrong, and that's why that fight went six? No, um, that opponent was just really tough. He was a a, a veteran. He was, I think. I want to say he had almost 30 fights. Um, so the opponent was just very tough and, and, and rugged. He was like, I think he was about 32. So he got lots of experience. Um, yeah, nothing, man, nothing he got went, 148 rounds fought. Uh, yeah. 
You know, so definitely a lot of experience. Yeah, there. I wouldn't say anything went wrong. It was just, you know, it was a good point. You can't get everybody out of there. For so. sure. Absolutely. Just wanted to make sure because I know since you're traveling to yeah, another yeah. country, there's so many hours uh, ahead of yeah, us. Yeah, You guys could were be... like, I think, 17 hours ahead of us. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I didn't know if you maybe you would say, yeah, you know, this time around I had jet lag or I never was oh, really yeah, to catch nah. up with the time zone. Yeah, nah, nah. How was that? Uh, how was the flight? You know, obviously adjusting because that shit's long to yeah, Australia. For sure. It was it's definitely a long flight. Um, going there, I slept a lot on the plane. And so, I, like, the, the flight wasn't that bad, but, like, getting there... Hey, you were in economy or business? I was in economy. Damn, yeah. How big economy. is that seat? Because I was afraid to go because I couldn't afford business. Um, And I'm tall, but you tall. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. I want to say on the way there, I had, like, an exit row, so I had, was able okay. to stretch my legs and everything. Nice. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I was cool. Exactly. But, um, but yeah, uh, the, first, the first time was the one that was kind of, like, you know... I don't know how it's gonna be with the, the jet lag and everything, but we went three weeks before the fight, so we was there and, and we got adjusted to the time. And the second time, it was just everything was just like clockwork. You know, we knew we was getting ourselves into with the with the like landing and like when to work out, when to sleep. So yeah, like the like the second time, we just. No, knew how to, knew how you to guys went on a run as soon as you guys Damn, the second time. That's right? crazy. Yeah. I'm sitting here repeating that. Like, yo, there was a rumor Dev went on a run. Did yeah. you go on a run with yeah, him as yeah. soon as y'all got off? Yeah. Um. The the first time I remember we landed at like six a.m. By the time we checked into like the, the Airbnb and everything it was probably like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Me and Dev we dropped our stuff, changed, went for a run. Wow. And came back and that and that kind of like programmed us already right there. And then so we did we did the exact same thing. You know, um, the second time around. So when I heard that, I had automatically assumed like he was trying to run. Now I know you both went. So yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to assume that y'all was trying to run to get tired, so you do go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and also like both times, the first couple like the first couple of days, like our sleep schedule was off. Um, like I remember, like I would wake up at like five a.m. and and be up to like. Probably like 9 a.m. every day for like three days, and um, eventually, like from working out and and all, and just really moving around on on, on their time, it got me accustomed to everything. So, wait a minute. So, what time do you normally wake up? My man said I woke up at five. Then I, had I mean, I mean, but waking up at 5 a.m. and going to sleep at like 12. Like, oh, cause I was going to sleep at midnight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I stay up every night. Even when I'm here, I, I go to sleep at like 12, 1 o'clock. You a gamer? Nah, I just be up. Like, I just, I'm a, I'm a night person. Pillow talking. <laughs> pillow talking. That's what it is, champ. Pillow talking. Nah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, like just just waking up and just, that's just my schedule. Uh, it's always been my schedule. I'm not really like a morning person, but. Do you feel like. Going there a second time to Australia, you made fans. Like when you got back, did people like know your name and know right. who you were? Oh uh, yeah, definitely, That's dope. definitely. Uh, even even the first time, you know, like being there, people was like, "Yeah, Amari, you're, you're super good. I want you to win. Knock him out. Knock him out." And then the second time, they was like really like really like messing with me. So like, you know, I, I really like I really like took that in. Like you know, that's dope. So I want to ask some business questions, right? Because it's like. We see every fighter has a promotional company. For sure. But not every fighter is actually promoting. And yeah. you got to give Devin credit, whether Absolutely. it's his father or someone else. Absolutely. It's still his name. He's still there at your fights. 
he's getting you fights overseas. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to know what your experience was like thus far. And also what made you go with DHP? Because we're starting to hear that you had a lot of people kind of after you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, coming out of the amateurs, uh, my amateur career was was good. I could have definitely like went and tried to go sign to like a, a, a top Major, rank right. or PBC or anything like that. But it was like when I came in and, and bonded with Dev, it was like a, it's like a, it was a different feeling. Like it was like family for real. And and you know, Dev being from Oakland, me being from Oakland, it was just like why not mess with the home team? You know, keep it keep it in the family. You know what I'm saying? And and just really lock in and and Bring it back because in the Bay Area, like the boxing is is good, but like everybody does their own thing. It's like no unity with, with the boxing, and so I just wanted to. We, we me and Dev, we kind of want to bring the boxing back to, you know, to the to the Bay Area, to Oakland, and 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 enlightening out there. So signing with Dev was just, you know, really really keeping it tight. You know what I'm saying? And and Bill's real smart. Dev's real smart. You know what I'm saying? Look where he at. 24 years old, on top of the game, been on top, been been one of the top fighters for years. So it was only right that I'd be like, as a, as a young man, be like, like yeah, man, I want to be like that. Like you know what I'm saying? Like having nice cars, money, you know, um, belts at a young age. So it's like, yeah, of course I want to be around something like that. Now with that, a lot of people see the outside, but obviously uh, a lot of you know, time, dedication, sacrifice, work sure. come with that. For sure. Um, you know, Devin in his career, young career, we've heard of all the 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 big sparring and all the the, sure. the work that he's got. You're kind of following those footsteps, young in your career right now. Uh, I mean, tell us. I know you're working with uh, Tim Zhu. Yes. You know, uh, I've been in, I've been in camp with Tim for about a week. Uh, they asked me to be in for about three four weeks with him, so I've been in camp with Tim Zhu. Um, How do you get wind of you? Um, honestly, uh, Frank, my man Frank got top rank. He he put it together for me. He they was looking for some sparring, and he Frank knew I'm the I'm the man to, to call. So shout out Frank's there. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Frank, Frank for sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, he Frank put me with him, and um, yeah, last camp I was working with Caleb, getting ready for Darrell. Uh, I was one of his main sparring partners. Um, Did you see that coming? The knockout. Um, Honestly, when he knocked him out with 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 his left, I was like, I I definitely like that was definitely like his money shot mm. for sure. Cause camp he was he was working on that all camp. I seen him um working on it with uh, other sparring partners with me. He was trying to get it off on me. So, um, but the, the the double or just the left? Cause he he no, went downstairs just, upstairs. Yeah, just his left period. Like okay. it's, it's it's a good shot. His jabs are very snappy. His hooks very snappy. Um, so yeah, I I when when he knocked him out with the hook, I wasn't surprised. I wasn't mm. surprised at all. But yeah, I worked with Caleb last camp, and that was like that was like, you know, really opened my eyes. Like, yeah, like, you know, this is this is real. And and, 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 and in what way? In what way? Like, uh, it's real. Like, like I mean, like, as far as where my skills are at, like, I really got oh, real. You, you like, knew where you was. Yeah, after I that. got real skills. Caleb got real skills. Like, the top level is like it's, it's real up here. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I mean by it. it's like. It's nah, real, that's but, dope. So yeah. like, it really was like, damn, like made me made me really, like. Feel like you belong. Yeah, and, and like really show me that I'm really working hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, absolutely. And that's... Uh, Congrats, man. Thank that, you, that's, thank you. that's good too because especially uh, Kayla fighting at a weight, you know, higher than you, bigger yeah. than you naturally. You're at now 60, right? I know you started at 54. Yeah, I'm at 160. 160. 
How tall are you? Six uh, feet. Like six feet, six one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I haven't measured my height in a while. I need to. I need to get the exact. Cause I, I tell everybody six one. You know, especially the ladies. I tell them six. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but um, obviously, a signing with Devin. Speaking on how you and Dev coming out of Oakland, coming out of the Bay for sure. Um, wanting to bring boxing, I guess, together for, sure. for the Bay. You have a gym in the Bay. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that. It's in oh, uh, wow. It's in P- Pittsburgh, right? Pittsburgh, yeah. Pittsburgh, yeah. California. Yep. So talk about that because obviously, um, man, I, I've seen the videos, I've seen the lives, <laughs> I've seen it, I've seen it all. And you know, bro, the gym would be flooded with kids. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, th- to me, those are those are kids off the street. Yeah, absolutely. you know. So I just wanted to to be able to talk about that, and you know, for let the people know about the gym. Can as well. you just start why you started the gym at twenty years old? That's pretty. Yeah, for sure. Um, it was kind of like a family thing. Like you know, that was something that we always wanted to do. Um, and like we always liked uh, like watching like the Mayweather like doghouse. Like sparring and like just like the, the environment Mayweather Gym always had, and uh, and it was nowhere like that in the Bay Area. Like Kings, Kings was a legendary gym out there. You know, um, Andre should train there, and Kings just kind of like just died down a little bit. Um, Virgil was like private, so like that's where like the best sparring come out of. So like we decided to like open up a gym, me and my family, and it was just like, you know, bring that bring that 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 spark to the Bay Area. That's like a, we trying to start that. So um the Lions Den boxing gym is you know, we're trying to make it the best gym in the bay, trying to make it the one that everybody wants to come to and and we definitely be turning all the kids up, making them, you know, spar and and and, and really giving them a, a a family environment. Like, you know, we we push each other and you know, I, me being the, the the professional coming out of the gym, uh it's like I'm I'm really like an idol to the kids. Like you know, they really look at me every time I come in town. All the kids want to want to train with me, and it just it just it motivates me even more. Yo, is that is that kind of like weird in a way, given how young you are? Nah, definitely, definitely, it's definitely something to like that. I'm I'm learning. I'm learning about myself to um to improve. Um, me as a, like a person, I'm 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 really not like a, a talkative person. Like I'm I'm always laid back. I'm chill, like I don't I don't really care too much to be in the cameras and, and all that. But like I'm starting to learn like I gotta be like that, like, you know, like to to show the kids and, and to be and to really be there with the interact with the kids and everything. So when did you make that decision to train with Bill? And was he with you from the first fight or did that happen yeah. down the line? Um I I came out here twenty twenty. And, and decided to train with uh train with Bill and um and he always when I when ever since I met them they was he was always like man you need to come to Vegas you need to come to Vegas more and so uh, I came out here a few times that was probably when I was like he was t- telling me that I was like sixteen yeah I was like sixteen or like fifteen sixteen around there and um he would always tell me like man you just come to Vegas come to Vegas and I was like yeah I'm gonna come I'm gonna come and I, I came a couple of times but he wanted me to come more he wanted me to come more and then finally I just moved out here and um. And yeah, it's just been locked in ever since. So he's he being Devin is four years older than you now, you're yeah. saying. So so when did you guys meet and how did you meet? Um we met we met through uh some people we some mutual people we know from from uh, Oakland and we kinda got put together like that. And Devin was doing camp out in out in the bay. I wanna say he was getting ready for oh man, I can't even remember. It was a while ago. But he was getting ready for one of his fights and they needed some sparring. And um, 
come out of the bay. I was like one of like the top amateurs coming out of the bay. So they called me for sparring, and me and Devin sparred, and um, and ever since then we just been locked in. Man, that's like that Crawford story. For sure. When with, uh, with Bradley, Bradley. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's, that's what happened. With yeah, Bradley and him? yeah. That's how. Uh, well, the story is that's how Crawford got put on with top oh, rank. That oh, Bradley okay. brought him in for sparring. And then he did so good that Bradley went and told all the guys at top rank, like, yeah, yeah. y'all got to sign this guy. For sure. So That's dope. Yo, I'm just curious. What made you open the gym but so so Can young, I though? slide in oh, just ahead, to ahead, follow ahead, up? Ahead, how, how much did you weigh when y'all sparred? Because um, you were young. Yeah, yeah, I was young. I was fighting at, uh, I was fighting 152 amateurs. Okay. Yeah, 152. Okay, so that's not too far off from where you at now. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Uh, so you was always big. Yeah, I always been tall, but back then I was just I was lanky. Like I was fighting at one fifty two, but I I probably be walking around at like one fifty eight. Okay. So yeah, I was like I was like super. I was like tall and like skinny, so that's how I was back in the day. But what were you saying, Danny? Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, I know you said that it was something um, that you and your family wanted to do was open yeah, yeah. that gym, but like why so young? Because the gyms, I mean, you're coming up almost two years now, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Two so, years of being August. So you were what, 18, 19 when, when like nineteen. Okay, 19, well, what, yeah. yeah. So what made what made you decide to open it at such a young age, especially knowing that you would probably be more in Vegas than you would out there? Um, honestly, it was just the opportunity had presented itself, and we just I, jumped on it. Yeah, jumped on the uh, on the opportunity, and that's really all it was. Um, I feel that. Yeah, yeah, and you know we just. Went full-fledged with it. Nah, man, I love it. Like I said, I see I see the page and I see, uh, you know, all the kids in the gym. Yeah, yeah. After school and it's like, shit, that's, that's kids that's not in the streets. For sure, for sure. You know, that's doing something else, so. Do you feel any pressure um, because of who you sign with, who you hang with, who you train with? Like, people expect you to be a world champion or do you think it's not like that? Um, I mean... Pressure, uh, I'm not going to say pressure because I, I work too hard. I work too hard to be feeling like pressure. So it's just feel, it's just natural like to just go out there and just work hard. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely like, definitely it's like, like, I don't know how to really put it. Like, like seeing Dev as a champion, it's like you doing it. If I'm doing the same thing as Dev, I don't have no other choice but to be a champion. Me and Dev, we do the same workouts. He's undisputed world champion, so it's like if I'm doing the same thing as him, I don't, it's it's only right that I be, I am a champion. You know what I'm saying? I just gotta apply it. So I don't really feel no pressure. And so, I, uh, with that though, do you feel maybe in fights like it gotta be at least harder to get fights like all oh, this dude with Devin Haney promotions? Sure. It's definitely hard to get me fights. Or or I'm sure like even in sparring. Oh yeah, you got Devin. Hey, you got the champ in this corner. So it's like shit. They trying to get they shine too. No, definitely, definitely. And um, and I, at this point, I'm just used to it. I'm I'm just used to like you know a guy trying to want to get a name. Or, you got on that wrist, Amari. Hold on, I just uh, say, I oh, just seen it come. Oh, you just peeped? Bro, no, I seen it come out. <laughs> when he the opened the door, I was like, oh shit. Yo, that's yeah, kind of strong, something. champ. A little something, a little something. Benny yeah. got you together. Yeah, Benny got me right, man. Shout out Benny, man. That thing. That was a sparkly. Was, was that a gift from champ? Uh yeah, it was actually it was a gift. It was a okay. gift for my guy, man. You know, beautiful. She, she, she me out here working hard, so you know what I'm saying. Shout out to Champ. Shout out to Benny. Wait, man. so I'm assuming you got one of them them new chains for the second fight. He had got everybody. Oh yeah, of course. Oh wow. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I got Shocking. two of them. 
Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Shout out. I think you're one of the few people that got the, the like the old one and the new one. Right? I'm the only person that got the, the, the old one. The old one. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember the old the old joint. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. Yo, so we we was talking, and I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. We we was making some calls and and and, and getting oh, on, yeah. getting on some people' ass. I wonder about did they you, tell Amari, you? Did right? they tell you? Did they nah. say anybody call? For you from us. Nah. Yeah, we've That's been, crazy. We've been I calling. called the manager because he told me that you wanted to get on that card in Oakland. Yeah, yeah. And I know Andy Vince's his manager, so I called her and she was like, yeah, I'm going to call the promoter because I he told me you sell like 400 tickets twice out there. I'm like, bro, this guy sell 400 tickets yeah, twice. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And they said they were going to call Box Rec, Now BoxRec's saying that you got a fight coming. They saying yeah, you want the card. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been in contact with the promoter and so, you know, okay. that's that's that's. The so plan when did it become official? Um... I say, like, honestly, really yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. Yeah, yesterday, honestly. And um, and so uh, I've been in contact. I seen a card, and I'm like, I'm like, man, like, it's a card in San Francisco, and ain't nobody called me, like, you know? So I'm like, me and Dev, like, man, we got to get in contact with the promoter, like, you know? So we got in contact with him, and ever since then, you know, we've just been working and, and trying to get an opponent. But, yeah, like, um, I, sold, I sold tickets like that. I was 3-0. And I sold, I filled up a a, a ballroom and and by my, I, almost by myself in um, in Sacramento. And that's I did that on a Friday night during like rush hour traffic time. Mm. And you're not even from Sacramento. I'm not even from Sacramento. About what an hour out? Like really, it's rush hour traffic. That's two hours. So what you projecting for this one? The, the numbers, the numbers should be up there. This is Saturday, champ. This one is yeah, a, sa- yo, a Saturday I night. I, I don't think any other fights going on. We might have to shoot to the bay. And we champ. didn't make it to your last one, so yeah, yeah, yeah. we might have make to. It. Yeah, we yeah, might yeah, have to shoot. Sure. If we shoot don't to got the bay. nothing, we definitely gonna Man, go. That that fight is, that fight is, what twenty minutes from from Oakland. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So fifteen probably, depending on who's driving. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So everybody, everybody's gonna be there. You know what I mean? On a, on a Saturday night, ain't nothing going on. That's, that fight's going to be a, a So movie. it says at the Cow Palace? Yeah, yeah, at the Cow Palace. How yeah. is that venue? Have you ever been there for uh, another fight? I've, I've never been to the Cow Palace. It's a big venue. But it's a, it's a big, hold a lot of people. I know I know they, they didn't have like, like rodeos there. They held like um, basketball games there. Uh, a lot yeah. of events. They used to do the, the Golden Gloves there. Um... And I think like it goes as far as back as far back as like I want to say like Rocky Marciano and then mm. like to be honest I want to say it goes as far as back as, as really back. yeah yeah it got some history of the cow palace so wow yeah I was talking to the the promoter and he was saying like you know they're trying to bring some some light back into that as a, as a historical venue so so do you think they'll be able to secure secure you an opponent yeah I think so okay yeah I think so. Um, you're in contact with the matchmaker, or they just gonna do their thing? Um, I've been in contact with him, been like keeping me updated on what's going on. So, so he's been like keeping step by step. What date is that, Danny? That is uh, the, 18th, the 18th, February 18th. 18th. Oh. Yeah, yeah, y'all should make it out. Y'all should make it out there. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, Yo, you've been spawned with Tim, a, though. There's a lot of history in this venue. They, the San Jose Sharks played there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, the Warriors played there back in the day. Wow. That's actually where they lost to the Celtics in the finals. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's some history in that venue, champ. That's pretty dope, man. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. pretty dope. Now, yeah. now, the, now the Warriors got that, that big-ass stadium. That motherfucker is huge. Yeah, now they're in San Francisco, right? Yeah. The Chase? Yeah, the Chase is right on the water. Yo, so let me ask you, you haven't fought on, in, in these different type venues. It's like you go to Australia, fight at Marvel Stadium in front of 50,000, and then you come back to the crib, and then you fight in Sac- Sacramento in front of your people. Like, yeah, yeah. What's that, what's that change like? Uh, Man, honestly, honestly, if it, it feel like going to Marvel, right, and and knowing that we had like a select few people there, like I won't say select few, but like like our crowd for us was like small, and then like you know people was there rooting for us and everything, but going back home is it, it, the feeling is just it's nothing like, like going back home. It's nothing like it. So like to really. I look in the crowd and I see just everybody. I know everybody here. Like I know all these people. You know what I'm saying? It just it just it just feels so good. That's kind of where I was going. I was gonna say you got the call yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, just what was your feelings like? Because it's like you said, you going back home. The people that know you've been boxing all your life yep. and are expecting you to do well, get to see you sure. and get to see how much you've developed. So it's got to be a different feeling for you. Yeah, definitely. Um. Uh, honestly, like no, nobody even know yet, like about the fight. I haven't, like, because mm. I, I, I don't want to, like, I didn't at first. I didn't want to, like, jinx everybody, get everybody hopes up, because everybody be so excited for when I fight, especially since my last two fights has been, um, or my last two big fights have been in Australia, and then I had I had one in Sacramento in between. But like I said, that was like Sacramento is still kind of like some ways out. So when everybody hear and about, it was during the week too, yeah, on a Friday night. So when I when they when they hear about. When they hear about um about this one, this is gonna go. So y'all heard it here first, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yo, and that car loaded. Let me tell you. Yeah, for, for sure. Yo, um, that car has uh Ronald on it, Andy on it. You got Kane Sandoval on it, but I don't know why, but they even got Evan Holyfield on it. Oh wow! Yeah, they got they got they got Young Evan on the card. Uh, All the way out there. All the way out there. They from Georgia, right? Georgia. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's some people on that card for sure. That's what's up. That's gonna be like a little a little party now. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's definitely gonna be a good card. Good. And it's gonna like bring some uh some light to the boxing for sure. So I definitely I definitely look to to filling it up in there and and having a, a a show. Yes, tickets so, are available already. So if you guys want to go to the cowpalace.com, get your tickets. This is a West Side Boxing's promotions. And uh yeah. Yeah, man. Um so you've been sparring with Tim Zoo. Yeah, uh yeah. how is it like as a fighter? Because obviously what I do is totally different, right? Sure. I'm I'm commentating, I'm watching y'all do what you do. So I look at Tim and I can't help but remember Terrell Gachet put him down. You got to spar him. For sure. Are you going in there thinking that and saying to yourself, he ain't got no chin? Or do you do you try to ignore everything that happened in the real world because in that ring is a different thing? I mean, like like you said, in the ring is a different thing. But one, him and Terrell fought at uh, 154 and they fought with 10-ounce gloves on. Two... um, Every man is different. I don't know how hard he's punching. You know, I'm, 
I, I know I can punch, but like sixteen ounce gloves is, is different. You know what I'm saying? Anybody can punch with ten ounce gloves, eight ounce gloves on. And Tim Zoo got up and beat him. So that shows you like how tough he really is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody can get hit on a button and, and, and go down. Anybody could. So did. I thought that fight was after he got knocked down, I thought it was gonna be completely different. Yeah. And- so Man, he came back and yeah, we can't. I mean, yeah, we can, we can't really sweep that under the rug. How he really got up and and put it on him. So, yeah, you know I mean, Tim is definitely like a a tough a tough warrior. You know what I'm saying? He definitely got it in him. So. Yo, do you notice um, a difference when obviously getting work with a fighter being from a different part of the world? I feel like certain parts have certain styles that they're more known for. Or at this point, do you feel like everybody has kind of uh, stepped in it with everybody or like similar styles. Um, honestly, uh, with Tim, like the way he fights, he doesn't really fight like a like an Australian like fighter. Like when I was over there sparring with them, they was like they was like unorthodox. So like Tim's not really. I wouldn't say he's unorthodox. He's like just like a pressure fighter. So like I typically see that with like fighting like the Hispanic fighters. They they all like put pressure and that's the kind of style Tim gives me like a, a pressure fighter. He's gonna be right there in front of you. He's gonna um, dig to the body. How do you deal with that? Um, just stick to boxing. Stick to what I know. So moving. Yeah, yeah. I always been a, a slick boxer. So growing up, like that's all. Like that was that was what I faced was you know pressure fighters and stuff like that. So I'm just I, I really accustomed to it now. So. Do you think that your routine, uh, what does it include more of? Because I want to believe, again, I'm not the fighter. I want to believe that in order to fight your style, which is similar to Devin's style, for sure, is stamina, running. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is it that simple? Like, what do you do to be able to do what you do for all those rounds? Because uh, what was the fight we just watched that... He was, oh, Rashidi Ellis. Yeah. Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, I watched that. Six, eight rounds, maybe he rocked, boxed beautiful, but sure enough, you get tired. Yeah, you got to move. He did all them beautiful pivots, but that makes you tired. So how do you not get tired? Um, Honestly, like, it's, one is the um is the endurance. Like, you know, the running, putting the miles in. And in the gym, is like, you have to train, you have to train your body to, to fight like that. So, like, in the gym, if you go in the gym and, and half-ass in the gym, and do like on a on a pads, you do like, you know, the the the, the tap tap like type style on a pads, like all that. Um, then that's not really like like work. You gotta really go on a pads and, and, and shadow box and, and really and be in there like you're fighting somebody. So in the gym it plays a part as well. And um, you know, like I said, like the running and all that. All, gotta, How often all, do you run? Pretty much every day. Yeah. Every day, yeah. I take it. I, it's not every other day. Nah, pretty much every day. I try, I try to get at least, I say five to six runs a week. How know? many miles um, per run? I mix it up. I mix it up. I'll do like three miles, and I will do it fast. I'll do some days. I'll do four miles. Some days I might do four. Do one fast. Slow down the next one. Do another one fast. Slow down the next one. Just all mix it up because you got to think. We in the ring. It might be around. It might be. High intensity, so you got to train for that. And in the next round, you might slow it down, or it might be all high intensity, all high intensity, and then you can slow it down or whatever. However, the, the fight goes. Do I, you run? Sorry, outside of uh, running, what would be the one thing you recommend that has helped you 
have the legs that you have and be able to move and box the way that you do because definitely, definitely my uh my strength and conditioning coach Reggie. Um shout out Coach Reg. Yeah, Coach Reg, he he definitely, you know, worked me so to, to where I my legs don't get tired, to where I'm in the ring and I'm strong through all the rounds. So um shout out to him. Right. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot because you got me yeah, off. Man. But I do it all the time. I got ruined in 504, but you kind of answered this. He said, any word who you'll be fighting next? Uh, I actually don't even know the guy's name. I, I, I don't also, you, you, you might have an opponent. Yeah, yeah. I might have an opponent, but I, I just don't know the guy's name yet. I, For sure. Bro, you know that Michael Jackson went on tour at the Cow Palace? Get the fuck out of here. Cow Palace is, is legendary. Bro, the Beatles, two tour, the first and their second ever tour, the the Bee Gees, the Jackson Five, the Rolling Stones, like the, the Cow is big. I think like the capacity is like, I want to say like sixteen thousand or something. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. Uh, I said they hold rodeos there, so yeah, shit, sixteen thousand five hundred. Wow, damn, yeah, it's it's a big venue. It's just you know a little little old. Yeah. Do you think you'll get the opportunity to headline? A major event in your hometown? Definitely, definitely. When the time comes, definitely. I, I definitely want to do like, you know, Oracle, Chase Center. You know, I, when the time comes, you know, I, I'm going to definitely be ready for it. Yo, does it really and, matter? Can I just follow up? Uh, Are you just simply not allowing negativity to creep into your mind? Because I got to say, looking at Devin, he undisputed and he still ain't get that hometown fight. No, nah, for sure. Um, Definitely can't let the negativity get you because it... Man, if you ain't if 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 you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. You know what I'm saying? That's straight up. Like, you know what I'm saying? They gonna hate on anything you do. Like, whether it's it's good. Devin, Devin, before Devin got the belts, it was, oh, he's not this, he's not that. He got the belts and he's still he's still not getting his credit. So it's like, man, like what 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 do y'all want him to do? Go fight Tyson Fury or something? <laughs> like, God, Lee. Yo, I was gonna ask. At that point, does it really matter if it's the Chase or the Oracle? Like, um, does crossing that bridge, like when you at that level, does crossing the bridge really matter? Being from the Bay. Uh. Yeah, yeah, no, because one, it's like when you at the Chase Center. Now that it's new and it's bigger, it's like it's like the probably the biggest arena. Mm. It's like now you're at the Chase Center. It's like that's that's a different ball game. But definitely bring it to Oakland. You know, Dre fought at, at the Oracle. And um, you know, it's just that's that's huge alone right there. But just being at the Chase Center, that's just like you gonna you gonna really put some. Yeah, it's not. No, yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This nice. Yeah, the Chase is nice. Have you gone to any of Dre fights out there? Uh, no, nah, I never, I never been. I, I know he had uh one or or two, I think. I, I never, I never been to him though. I think around the time when when Dre was fighting, I was really, I was really dialed in on football for real. So mm. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go to. Uh, his 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 profiles out there. Well, you go got, ahead. no, I was gonna ask you anything else. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to you know find out how uh you would assess Keller Plant versus David Benavidez. Obviously, being as though that you were in sparring with him, for and sure. and has he not contacted you for Benavidez? No, nah, it was crazy. Keller just hit me the other day. It was like we gotta get some more work in. Okay. Yeah. So you know, definitely uh. We definitely get some more work in for, for coming up to this fight. And um, Caleb, Caleb is a smart boxer. You know what I'm saying? He's going to go in there. I can see him really boxing. And um, 
And Benavidez is definitely a, a threat. He's definitely a, a a great fighter. But you know, I feel like I feel like if you if you watch all the all the fights in in history, boxers always win. Boxers always come out on top. From your time in that camp, did you see anything special that Stephen Edwards was doing? Because Jose Benavidez Sr. seems to believe that Caleb Plant has a what, what's this? What's his uh, exact quote? I don't want to mess it up. I don't. Yeah. Something about magic powers because he got the knockout. Oh, he's saying that that Steve like helped him get a knockout. He insinuating that he might have. Yeah. He insinuating uh, basically where the power coming from. Kelabena uh, puncher. What is Steven doing? Oh, um, honestly, I, I've I've never seen him like really like work like, together or, like, on the pads or nothing. So I don't really know, like, exactly, like, what he's teaching. And especially that's my first time sparring with Caleb and, and really working with Caleb. So I don't know what's, like, before and 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 what the change was. Right, like, how to spot a difference. Yeah, yeah, because because in all honesty, like, like as a, as a fighter, when you're in there and you're, and you're learning some, some new stuff and, and just say, like, the sparring is, is, is like, good sparring, you, you you're gonna you're gonna go to what you know, like like all the all the all the the stuff like you know working on it. It's it's cool and all, but at the end of the day you're gonna go to what you know. So I don't I don't know I don't me personally I don't know if what Caleb was if he was doing what he know or or he was working on the stuff that they was working on. Like you know what I'm saying. But well, I think those it. are all my questions. You have anything else? No, you got nothing else, champ. Um. I guess before we let you go, obviously the boxing world is heavily invested in Earl and Crawford. Do you think we get that fight? Man, it all depends on if, if them two want it. You know what I'm saying? It's been years. I actually just seen a post I had made like from like three, four years ago saying like, man, this fight needs to happen. Like, Damn. Yeah, it was like, I, I want to say it was like 2018 or something. It just popped so what, up on my like Instagram. like memories came yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> looking at my, my old shit and it just popped up. So that's like, that fight needs to happen soon. That's It's going to be, it's good for boxing. So, you know, it all, it all depends on if them two really want it. That's what I was going to ask you when uh, I lost it. When you were talking about running and you said you run every day, um, I wanted to ask, oh my God, I'm missing. I just had it in my head. I just lost it that quick. <laughs> but and you can't no, eat. no the running. Okay, wait. Uh fuck it. It's gonna come back. Oh my god. Jesus. This is embarrassing. Running every day. Man, I heard you getting ready for a fight, Ness. I'm trying. That's why I'm asking these specific questions. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but my man stopped smoking. That's how Bro, serious he took you, it. Why you tell people that? Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm on post. He let the secret out the bag. You got you you got yo, damn. they ain't supposed to know. Damn. Damn. I dropped the ball. Yeah. Yo, Next cut mark. the show. <laughs> we out. <laughs> Damn. Wait, it's that he was talking about running every day, man. And uh, it's something that I wanted to ask about that. Lord. All right. Well, whatever. But You got an opponent? I got an opponent. All right. Yeah. When, when, when is the show? 25th. February 20th. That's a week the hard after part. You. A week after you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, sure. and, I, and I don't want to lose, bro. Like, I'm literally working out every day. For sure. And trying to do everything. But uh, I'm having major difficulties, you know. Uh, he in I, his head. I don't know if it's the smoking or what, but, like, that's why I quit. But, like, I'm getting overexerted. I'm exhausted in there. 
And I've been working for a minute. Like, yeah, no, hard. for sure. But I feel like I get in that ring and it's like, phew, the energy just escapes no, me. No, for sure. You think, you, I mean, you've been eating clean? Excuse me? Yeah, yeah. I'm eating super clean. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm sponsored by Foodie Fish. Shout out to Foodie Fish. So yeah, yeah. I get real good food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I called uh, Larry Wade and, and, and got like a, um, a recommendation because the time and like when we get out of here, it might be two o'clock. Then yeah. I got to get home. So I'll eat at 2.30. I'm already at the gym at three. He's saying that ain't enough time for the food to digest yeah, to definitely. give me energy. Yeah, definitely. So he had me buy like this drink, a carb drink to get energy because I'm like, I'm doing the work, but I'm feeling so exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I'm just trying to definitely, tweet. Definitely one thing could be like, you know, you're feeling sluggish because the how fast you turn around and work out. So the, the your body ain't, your metabolism ain't broke down the food yet to, you know, bring it That's energy. what he said. Yeah, yeah. So um, that could definitely be one thing. Also, um, you know, even running, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if... Like the run, the runs gotta 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 be at a certain pace. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta push yourself during the runs. Like if it if it's easy, then it's not and it's not really working. Mm-hmm. So you gotta really push yourself. And um, you know what I'm saying? And, and when he, when it's hard, when you when you feel it, that's that's how you know it's working. You know Get the fuck out of here. What? Get the fuck. I'm sorry, yo. What? Yo, they saying that it's a good chance Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury on ESPN. ESPN pay-per-view. Oh, pay-per-view. pay-per-view. Oh, wow. ES- I, I missed over those three letters. Oh, yeah. ESPN <laughs> pay-per-view right there. Nice and big. Wow. Damn. But what happened to Showtime? I thought I thought he was exclusive to Showtime. I thought Jake was. Contract I mean, it's still up. a rumor, though. Still yeah, a, rumor, a rumor, though. But you're right. It could be contract. How many fights was that total? Yeah, I think. Maybe. Two with Woodley? No. Nah, yeah, two with Woodley and then... Um, yeah, that's three fight yeah, deal. Three Sound fight. about right. Yeah. Well, we do have our next guest in building. So, Amari, please give out your social media and thank you for answering all the questions sure, and obviously sure. giving me some advice. For sure. And um, follow me on Instagram at official Amari Jones. And, and yeah. Yo, you remember last year when we told you, because you had like Prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amari I, yeah. and Prince wasn't with an I, it yeah, was with the yeah. number one. Oh, you yeah. changed it? Yeah, Bro, I changed, changed it. it. Did the followers increase? Uh, um, I just changed it, like, oh. I want to say not too long ago. So, like, I want to say I changed it like right after one of my fights, so I don't, I don't really know. But definitely, I feel like, like I feel like now for your next fight, it's gonna be yeah. easier too because yeah, yeah, people sure. look for you. What's uh the woman's name that I heard on the radio Hot Nine Seven interview? Miss Bess. Gotta tell her to get you verified. You verified? No, I'm not verified. Man, I, he know Miss. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I, saying her name wrong. I don't, I don't know how. Well, he know her by, but I'll I'll show him right now. Okay. Yeah. I'll, and I guess that's it. Jeremiah, if you can help us with this picture. We're going to go to promo and be right back with our next guest, Ezekiel Borrero. He's also fighting February 18th. We'll be right back.
Ladies and gentlemen, we are here joined by Ezekiel Borrero. What is that um, nickname? La Bruquena. La Bruquena. What does that mean? That's just a nickname that my grandpa gave me. I, I, I feel like it's because I was the smallest one in the family when I was in Puerto Rico. Um, it's just like a, a crab. Mm. That's what we call a crab in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Wait. I know I interviewed you before, but you're Puerto Rican? Yeah. Puerto Rican and Mexican. Oh, I was about to say, yeah. I thought you was... Uh, so, where where were you... Not where were you raised, but who were you raised with? With my grandma. My grandma and was she's? Puerto Rican. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was in Puerto Rico for 14 years. That's crazy. Like, being around you, I, I just feel like you're more Mexican. <laughs> yeah, it's because... Um, Maybe, I don't know, because I get to see you spar. I don't... But, like... Yeah, um, it's probably because uh, since I moved to Vegas... I've hanging out with a lot more Mexicans and everything like that. Um, so it kind of like stuck on me. Mm. Yeah. So obviously I wanted to get you in here, man. You you train out of the Bones Adams gym. You're with Coach Gill. Yeah. Shout out to, uh, what is it? Mob? Mob Boxing. Mob Boxing. And um, I I like you, bro. Like you're <laughs> always fucking working. And, and I hate that, you know, we're going to say that because it might make it harder for you to get fights. Yeah. They, they're going to know that you're not... <laughs> ever not in shape bro like yeah. you work out very hard like i've watched you know elite level fighters like i see devin i've been to shakur i've been to wilder like that you name it i've been there you aren't playing man and, and you seem to be taking it very serious at a very you know young age in your career in terms of your career you're only six and oh two ko's um what What's driving you? Why do you have that hunger? Man, at first it was just something that I wanted to do since I was little. My grandpa and everything was his dream to build a world champion. Now it's more more family-oriented, you know. Now I got a daughter. I got people looking for it, like, after me, you know. I got people to take care of. So this this is just pushing me a lot more to do better in this sport. So now now it's all gas, no brakes, you know. When did you start boxing? I know you're 24 years old now. Yeah, I started boxing when I was eight, uh, 17 and a half, uh, like officially getting in competing and stuff like that. I've always boxed since I was little. My grandpa started me at a young age, at like five years old, just trying, just training me and doing things at the gym. Not really any fights, just sparring and just basically a gym gym fighter. Um, then I, st- I actually stopped boxing when I was... Uh, well, it's like around 11, 10, 10, 11. I stopped boxing because my grandpa was the one that was training me and he passed away. So that kind of hit me really hard. I just quit boxing. Didn't want to do anything with it. Um, graduated, went through high school and all that. Still did school sports, did wrestling, volleyball, basketball, baseball, basically everything. And, uh, when I stopped, when I graduated from high school, I kind of like, was sitting down on the couch and kind of got anxious. I was I was I want because I never sat down and did nothing, you know. So I wanted to do something, and I was like, you know what, I, I'm gonna start boxing again. I actually started with Fernando Vargas at his gym over there on Cheyenne when it was open. Um, I started with him. Uh, I was with him for about two two and a half years, uh, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. Yeah, I don't know. 19, yeah, around 20, 20 years old. That's when I stopped with Fernando and I started with Gil. You know I need to know why. 
<laughs> you can't stop working out with a legend and don't tell yeah. us why. It's just, you know, more more of a personal business, you know, like um, there was problems between... The sons? Between, no, 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 not the sons or nothing like that. I'm cool with them. They, I, I love them like they're my brothers, you know. I got no beef with them. They're, they're Fernando's like my dad, you know, and Martha too. She's like my mom. And they always took care of us. It's just uh, more personal problems with, you know, my family, like my mom... And them, you know what I mean? So she would, it's just a point where she was trying to help too much to the point where she wanted to be, control everything. And that's what led to that. So basically, they didn't want that anymore. And me being there was not going to help that cause. So kind of just told me, hey, I can't have you here anymore. So, Damn. Yeah. How, how did you feel? Did that make you want to quit? Did no, no, you no, feel no, like... No. It, I'm going to show you. I'm going to be a world champion. <laughs> you just let me leave. Like, what What? What feelings went through you? No, nah, man. Honestly, it hurt. Yeah, but I understood it just because, um, you know, I I, I got no, no nothing against him. You know, like, I understand why he did it. I know where he was coming from. Um, It hurt because, like I said, I see him like a, like a father figure to me. You know, my dad was never there to raise me. And... You know, my grandpa was my father figure. Then when he passed away, and it's like I lost all my father figures. And now when I came to boxing, he was my father figure again. And then he tells me that. I'm like, fuck, that hurt. Word. You know? Did you immediately find an, uh, another gym and coach, no. or did it take time because the devastation of it? Honestly, uh, it took me about, I was without a coach. I was still training. Um, I actually trained with Bullet, Coach Bullet. Okay. Um, for a little bit. Uh, but I didn't go there, like, basically he wasn't really training me because he wasn't at the gym all the time. He wasn't there. Uh, he was always uh, out doing something. This is when he barely started opening up a nightclub or something like that that he had. Mm. Um, so he was busy doing that. And basically I was just training myself. And I went to, uh, I forgot what, what the tournament was that Gil was actually running here in Las Vegas. Um I went there without no coach. I just basically said to somebody, hey, can you corner me? And, you know, they were helping me out in the corner, but I had no coach. Uh, I won the first fight, the second fight I lost. And then after that, um, that's where I got to meet Coach Gill. And that's when I started talking to him, went to Coach Gill's gym for the first time when he was still at Roy Jones Jr.'s boxing gym. And, man, I'm telling you, like, that first day was no joke. I was, like, I thought I was never going to be working out that hard, but it was to the point where I was, like, was throwing up, you know? No, that's, honestly, yeah, bro, that's why you're here. Yeah. Like, you work out hard. Like, you run every day. Like, I just asked Amari that, and he does it too, but, like, the difference between you is that you run before you work out. Yeah. <laughs> My man runs three miles, then jumps rope. Then you might see him spar. Then you see him jump rope again. <laughs> then he on the bags. Like, the kid... Really, you really work, bro. You. you really work. And uh, I, I'm, you know, as a guy that's in there trying to fucking be like, yeah, I'm like, wow, how do you do it? You know what I mean? Um, you just fought an undefeated fighter, 5 and no. Yeah. And it was in White uh, Sands Casino, not Casino, yeah. but White Sands in Plant City. In Plant City, yeah. Did you sign the pro box or was that a one-off? No, it was a, a one-off. It's just a contract that they sent. They wanted to find somebody because they didn't have a fighter for him, you know, somebody to challenge him. And then they were like, hey, we're looking for somebody to fight our guy. And they sent us the info and we were like, hey, we'll take it, you know. 
And the thing is, we took it honestly because nobody else wants to fight us. Nobody else wants to like. We've been sent contract, like we've been sent uh, by by matchmakers. They've been looking for fighters. We sent her our names. They don't want to fight us. They just tell us, "Oh no, you know, we we don't want that guy. We we want somebody a little bit less experienced and stuff like that." So, how many amateur fights total? Me in the three three years that I was amateur, I think it was about 56, 57 fights. But I was fighting every weekend. I was doing tournaments. Did the ringside. Did the the title yeah, boxing tournament. I was I was just fighting every weekend, basically, like no nonstop. So. You linked up with Gil and you fell in love with how hard he worked you. What else was it about Gil? I'll say this in case he's watching. Probably one of the trainers, uh, you know, that I've noticed that loves sneakers. Oh, I know man. that's <laughs> I know that's left field. I know oh, it's left is, field. You, you guys were expecting something else, but Bro, he's got a heavy oh no yeah sneaker collection. No, yeah, like every day he's wearing different something pair. different, brand something new. Different. Yep, my man ain't no joke. No, and he keeps them clean, always matching. He yeah. has to be like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So what was it about? It was it just the workout? Um, is it the way he talks to you? How he motivates you? I think I think it's the way he talks to me and pushes me. You know, um, the workout. Yeah, you know, but. It's more of the way he talks and expresses himself to us, you know, because he's real. He's going to tell you things straight up. He's not going to give you the runaround, you know. He's mm-hmm. going to tell you how it is. And if you don't fix it, then go somewhere else. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, I know you're a lot smaller than me, but I seen you sparring. Don't help me. Nate Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> yo, he's, I, yo. he's big as hell. Yeah, I heard he was fucking him up, champ. <laughs> Chill, bro. What happens in spawn stays in spawn. All I'm going to say is like, before that day, I'm like, yo, he would be great work for me because you move so much that you're going to make me tired. Like, yeah. I could work on defense or something. Then I seen you spawn Nate Diaz, who's a professional MMA fighter that has been a fighter all his life. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretending to be a fighter. You was... Landing shots. I'm not going to say you was fucking all up, but you was landing shots with no fear. Was it because you knew he was MMA and your boxing skills are superior? Like, bro, it, I, I mean, I don't know if that question sounds weak, but it's just like, it looked like levels, bro. Yeah. No, I I went in there just, I feel like um, coach always teaches us just whoever I put you in there with, you got to be confident because I'm confident in your skill. You know what I mean? So if he put me in there with him, I kind of already knew, like, I should be able to take care of this guy. I should be. There's no reason but he, why. He definitely had to have you by 50 pounds, bro. Oh, no. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah. And 50 on the low end. No, I'm not going to lie. Like, some of the punches that he did land, they didn't land solid, but it was like, oh, like, yeah. he pushed me back, you know? So that's why I was moving more so he didn't. Touch me as much. Bro, in combinations. You throw... (laughs) I don't want to lie, but I feel like you're like... Your low number is a three-punch combination. Yeah. Am I wrong? Do you you think you do one-two just as much as you do one-two-three? And I don't mean in that sequence. I mean just one-punch, two-punch, three-punches, not the actual jab, right-hook, left-hook. 
No, I feel like you're right. I'm more of a volume puncher. Not yeah. really, really that much of a, like landing one shot and then backing away. I'm like, I'm going to land five. And, you know, like, I'm going to throw five and at least three of those are going to land. You know, I, I yeah. throw a lot of punches. Nah, man, I've been impressed being in that gym with you, man. Just <laughs> watching you work. And and honestly, with Gil, too, man, he he's training you guys uh, to be good fighters, man. Um, oh, yeah, man. I'm excited to see, you know, if he can get a world champ. Has he had a world champion? He's trained world champions before. Not somebody that he's built up from the ground up, you know, but he has had, like, trained world champions. Like, uh, back in the day, um, he used to train a lot. He used to be uh, one of the USA Olympic coaches, you know. He used to train a lot of people. He, I think he got a picture where he was with Sean Porter when he was little. Uh, Jesse Vargas also trained with him, but... Jesse Vargas went down to the Mexico Olympic, I think it was, Mexican Olympic team. Um, he also trained Andrew Tabidi, um, uh, Manuel, uh, no, no, Manuel um, Juan Geraldes. Um, man, he's, he's trained so many people, world champions. That I could think of at the top of my head is Jesse Vargas. Honestly, that that's the first person that comes to mind when we're talking about world champions. But he's trained a lot of people. He's been in the game for years. So, do you like? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know you have your own dreams of becoming the world champion. But the, is that dream attached to helping Jill Gill achieve his goal of being his first world champion as well? That comes as a plus, you know. Um, when I was looking for a trainer, I wanted somebody to push me and to like get my get the best out of me every day. Um, when he told me that he's never built a world champ, that's the, that's one of his dreams. It was like, oh, that's an added plus. That's something that I could use to motivate me too. So I used it to motivate myself and like be one of his first world champions that he's trained from the ground up. I, I, I got to ask, um, how soon or how quickly did you realize yeah, okay, this is going to work. This is the right fit. Like, how soon after uh, teaming up with Gil? Um, I want to say, like, about the second week. Oh, the wow. second week of training with him. Um, Just because this is, like, I'm going to backtrack back to when I was for Fernando Vargas. We actually, uh, he was looking, Gil was looking for Spari for Max Orlenas when he was training Max Orlenas. And... I went to go spar because they were looking for a left-handed fighter. So Fernando was like, hey, they're looking for a left-handed uh, sparring partner, paid sparring. I was like, all right, sign me up. Let's go. Man, I'm telling you, when when I got in the ring with him, like I've gotten in the ring with, with, with fighters, you know, like good fighters and everything. But when I got into a ring with Gil's guy, I was like, fuck, I need to pick my game up. Like I was... He was, like, boxing, like, moving and everything. Like, before when I was training with Fernando, I didn't have the movement that I have now. Mm. Gil was the reason why I have the movement that I have now. You know, he taught me a lot of footwork. He taught, he told me how to move. But when I was training with Fernando, I was one of those stiff fighters, stay in the middle, don't move your head, you know. Like, it's just throw your punches. Really basic. Um, to the point where Max hit me with a liver shot. And, man, that, he dropped me. He mm. dropped me bad. Like, I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, it's to the point where I was walking back to the corner. I was saying, no, nah, fuck, like, I don't, I don't want to go anymore, you know? Like, that's mm. how hard hit me because I was walking to and I was still feeling the pain. Yeah. So, 
after that, I was like, I need to pick it up. And when I started training with Gil, I was still sparring with Max, but he never dropped me like that anymore. He was like, I was kind of catching up to him. I was catching up, catching up. So that's, that's what made me realize this is where I belong. I'm becoming a better fighter because of the training that he's giving me. For sure. Being here in Vegas, have you ever sparred Devin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I sparred Devin Haney uh, when he was uh, at Real Boxing. When he was training, he was doing, I think, uh, I'm not too sure if it was like private or something like Were that. Were you right? under Gil at the time? or yes. with Fernand- Okay. I was under Gil. I remember that. Yeah, oh, you I, was there? I was under Gil uh, sparring with Devin. And also we had another fighter that unfortunately he had to quit. Um, it was a Lalacran, mm. they call him. Um, Miguel Burchell? No, 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 no. Um, man, what was his name? It's all good, Sam. Yeah, I forgot it. Um, but, oh, Francisco. Francisco Sparza. Mm. There we go. Francisco Sparza. He was uh, also, also sparring with Devin. Um, but I was, I did, I, I feel like for the first time, because they changed up the sparring for us. We were like, with what? the mindset of sparring with Devin, he was like three minute rounds, you know. And then we get in the ring, we're putting on our headgears or whatever. And then last minute, he's like, oh, we're doing five minute rounds. Whoa. Trying to mess with me, you know? And I was like, me and Gil looked at each other. We're like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And we went, five I think. Five minutes? Yeah, five minute rounds. I Bro, think. that's an eternity. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we did, uh, I think it was four to five rounds. Four to five minute rounds, I think it was. Yeah. Like. Did he look good? You on the spot. As far as the spar? It was. Champ is champ, but I think it was uh, the the fact that you brought that intensity like the whole time was like that's what I'm that, was, and that's what like, I see in the was gym. Was like what I was impressed with, like because this you got to understand like what comes with that um, more you, counter abil- uh, opportunities, well, right? Yeah, not just that, but like, bro, you need you need a tank on you, you need a tank on you, and you just kept coming and coming and coming, and bro, I forget what fight that was, but I remember like. They had brought in like some guys for spawn, and uh, like two two of them had like a broken nose within the first week or two. So it's like fuck, they were struggling to find spawn, and uh, I just remember like you just kept coming. So <laughs> oh, so so after that, they they decided to keep you. Uh, they were we did we sparred like uh two more times after that, and after that we haven't heard from them since, but. Like, being there training with him, I don't think they kept us in that way, but they did want us to come back for sparring. You know, they were contacting us. How do you feel you dealt with those five-minute rounds and, you know, Devin Haney across from you? Honestly, um, I didn't get intimidated just because, you know, just because I I don't don't like, I I feel like it's hard for me to get intimidated just because you got a belt or something like that, like... So he was a champ at the time? Yeah, yeah, he was. When, When we were in the ring... When we're in the ring, I don't see at the point as, oh, he's a world champion. He's supposed to be better than me. That's just like, it's mentally not going to be helping me. So I put that off to the side. I'm just like, he's just the same as me. He's a human. I'm a human. You know, I could put in as much work as he does and, you know, do the same thing. The only thing is, you know, like with him, like the hard thing, the harder thing that I was when I was sparring with him is just that jab, man. That jab is hard to get through. His jab is one of the key things that he has, and he knows how to use it pretty well, his distance. So, 
what, again, you're educating me. Um, can't you just counter over the jab? You can. Yeah, you can. Um, what makes it difficult to counter Devin's jab or any fighter? Like, why wouldn't you attempt the right-hand counter over someone's jab? The thing is, um, with Devin, it's more of timing his jab just because he kind of throws it in a way where you don't, he doesn't flinch a lot, you know? Like, when people throw a jab, they kind of, like, do some type of movement or something like that. Like, he doesn't do a lot of movement. So, it's, it's, it flows yeah. straight from the shoulder. Yeah, it's kind of hard to time it, you know? So, that was the one thing that I was trying to catch, but because I like to do the catch and left hand over the top or kind of, like, just check out over the top, the, over that jab, too. Um, but timing his job was pretty hard. That's the only thing that I couldn't get to. When you you just said, what was that phrase you just used? Uh, kind of when you were talking about trying to time his jab. Uh, Counter the jab? No. Like mm. uh, catch it and throw it over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What 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 do you mean? Catch and shoot? You yeah, saying? catch and shoot. Oh, like okay. Catch and shoot. Okay. Yeah, or or even like a parry. Because what I do too is um instead of Paring it down, I parry it up so it could open up the body. Mm. And then I throw my left hand straight to the to the middle. Did you did you take that little move from Shakur? Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Shakur does that, bro. He'll he'll see you in the high guard and he'll pin your gloves up and hit yeah. you to the body with the left. That's funny. You're observant. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. So do you think that um Devin felt like you gave him that pressure? Oh no, yeah, definitely, definitely. He felt he felt the pressure just because you could tell he wasn't the same fighter the first round and the second round. Mm -hmm. Like he was he he was thinking a lot more on the second round than he was on the first round. Just because he was I was catching him with shots that honestly he shouldn't get caught with. You know what I mean? So obviously again being in Vegas, did you get work with Shakur? No, not yet. Not mm. with Shakur. Uh, I got, I got, I've gotten work with, uh, Nonito Donaire. Oh, wow. I got in work with Linares. Damn. Aren't you way bigger? What's he walk around at? Nonito. Uh, Nonito, I think he walks around like 130, 120 something. Uh, cause he's a one, what, 118? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he fights at 118. Um, at that time, I think, uh, we were about the same size though, cause he was, I was dropping for a fight. I was dropping away for a fight, and so was he for the, man, what was that? The world champion that he had fought, he was a left-handed fighter. I forgot his name. Um, but, yeah, he was training for that fight. Before he fought... The French guy. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Um, keep talking, it'll come to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was sparring with him, then... Um, I've also gotten, but this was before Gil. I got sparring with uh, Jorge Linares before I started training with Gil. And with him, it was just, man, his he has a fast and hard jab. Like, like when you see that he drops people, he like, it's because he hits hard. I'm telling you, mm. because he hit me. And it's like to the point where I was walking back to my corner and I see Fernando just, Looking at me and doing whatever, but I don't, I, I can't tell you what he was telling me because I wasn't, like, I couldn't hear him, basically. That's how oh, lost you, I was. You was out of it. Yeah. That's how lost I was when, when he hit me. Wow. Yeah. So, again, uh, I mean, I said this to Omari, but us as fans and commentators, we look at things and we remember 
you know, certain things. So for Linares, you know, people like to write him off. They think he's done. They think he's old. How do you go into sparring with older former world champions? Do you use that mindset or are you like, nah, this is a former world champ. I got to be careful. No, yeah. Like, I don't take the fact that he's older than me into consideration just because they're still training hard or twice as hard that I have to train because of their age. Nordino Bali. Yeah, there we go. Nordino Bali. (laughs) Yo, how'd I forget that guy? Yeah. Um, I was training with, like, I, I, like he has to train twice as hard as me to stay in shape to keep up with me, you know? Mm. So I kind of throw that age stuff out to the side because former world champion, there's the reason why he's up there. You know, the experience also, like, a lot of, uh, like, a lot of the newer guys, like, that are world champions, yeah, they're world champions because they're hard. Like, they work hard. But these other world champions, they have, they work hard on top. They have more experience, so... They know what they're looking out for. They know them what the mistakes look like, mm-hmm. you know, from so many years. So I kind of throw that off to the side. I really don't use it to my advantage to keep up with the, like, to say, oh, I got an edge over him. That's what's up. Yeah, you see, as uh, you know, us from the outside not actually getting in the ring, um, we assess things totally different. Like, people like to write him off. And I thought he was winning that uh, Abdullah fight until he got knocked out. Yo, yeah, no, me and Devin was just talking about that. And he said that he just lost again in Russia. Yeah. Linares? Yup. Damn. Yup, lost again. Yo, it was like... To another Russian. Yeah, yeah, because he signed with RCC. Like, whatever mm. the promoter is out there, he signed like a, a two or three fight deal or something, something like that. So I want to double back to the Plant City. You get the win over their guy, and they're not interested in giving you fights? Well, the thing, look, so uh, they actually were interested in giving me a fight. Um, let me see. They, they, they wanted me to fight one of their guys. Now, the thing is that they're not the ones that say, oh, you know what? Yeah, let's take it. It's their team, the, their, their training camp are the ones that, that say if they're going to take it or not take it. So they offered so wait, us a fight. They offered you. So just hold to be on, clear, who they offer? Who they offer? Wait, but wait, because, but wait. Because, just to be clear, you're saying they offered you a fight, but they also said that the person they're offering you hasn't accepted it. They don't. Yeah, they didn't want to take it. Um, it was uh the Jacob uh Bradley Sayas. You know that Jacob Bradley Gomez is uh seven and zero with one draw. Wow. Yeah. Um, they they offered us that guy, and they didn't want to take it. That was for. December. December last Yo, year. Yo, champ, so let me ask you something. Have you gotten signed to Marv Nation? No. So no. so I'm I'm curious what why are they why is that like the website on your Instagram? They want us to because that's for my next Yeah, fight. he's fighting February eighteenth. February eleventh. Oh shit, 11th. sorry. Eleventh. Yeah, yeah. Uh I'm fighting down there and they're having their card and everything. And um that's just basically just to promote so they could get because I got people that want to get tickets and everything like mm. that. I just go, I, I just go to my page. There's a link right there, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it looks okay. like he fought a month after you. Yeah. And even now he doesn't want the fight nope. after getting that win. Nope. He doesn't want to fight. Um. And then they offered us another guy, some other promotion. It wasn't the. The same one from Florida. Um, they offered us another guy that didn't want us to fight. His name is uh, Daryal Kushmenov. Um, 
and he's five. I and love 0. it. He just name dropping. I love yeah. that shit. He he's five and zero. They didn't want to fight us, um, but I just feel like all these people, they they're taking care too much of that. Oh, you know what I mean? They don't want to lose that zero because then they see, oh, I got a zero in my name. That doesn't make me. Yeah, it doesn't make you look good, but are you trying to be Mayweather? You know what I mean? Like, you're trying to be the best undefeated fighter and take that record, or are you just trying to be the best fighter in general? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, me, yeah, it would be nice to be the best undefeated fighter, but that's not my my intention. That's not my intention. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm I'm looking to be the best that fought the best and beat the best. You know what I mean? Sean like, Porter style. If, if I lose, I lose. You know what I mean? I know how to take a loss. I've lost in the amateurs before. A loss is a loss, you know? But all these people, they just want to take care of that O and the zero. And the thing is that the thing that kind of irritates me is that these people that are not wanting to fight me are signed to the promotion. You know, they're signed. Like, I'm not even signed to this promotion. I'm willing to risk my fights. And these fighters that are signed, they're not willing to risk anything. What do you think you have to do to get signed? Honestly, it's it's all in the your amateur background. Your amateur background has a lot to do with it. If you're part of the Olympic team, if you're if you fought into big national tournaments, if you won national tournaments and all that. You so have you don't have, have any national wins? I've had some national wins, yeah. But the thing is that they're not but then the promoters don't see it as a big national win. They don't see it as, oh, you know what, this is something that we could sell. Um, also your following on on social media has a lot to do with it because nowadays it's all about social media. Oh, if you got this many followers, only 10% are going to go watch you. That's how many people you're going to bring into the venue. And the promoters see it like that, and they're like, yeah, we're not Damn, who comes up with that percentage? That's I crazy. I 10% kind of high, not going to lie to yeah. you. 10% is high. 10% is high. Especially if you got a million. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But, uh, yeah, man, that sucks. So what do you think you have to do to get that 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 signing? Honestly, what I have to do is I got to prove myself to the promoters that I'm I'm a better fighter than what they already got signed, and they will be making a mistake not signing me. You know what I mean? So I got to prove myself more than all these other people. That's also another thing that pushes me um, on staying ready and always being at the gym. So no promoter is Gil the manager or just the trainer? He's the trainer. Uh, he doesn't have a, like, a, we haven't signed anything official, but he's the one helping me and moving me, managing me and everything like that. But it's not like he has a contract or anything like that. He's just helping me. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, he's doing good. You had three fights last year and you got a fight scheduled for February 11th. That's, you know, better than I think what you would have been doing on your own. Do yeah. you think you would have been able to get four fights on your own without him? Honestly, no. Just because getting the contacts, knowing the contacts and... You know, the a lot of these people, it's just a lot. It's, it's a shady business when you talk. It's a so shady that, business. that first fight he gets you, it's an undefeated fighter, but he's only 1-0. Did you go into that fight, like, not caring that he was undefeated because he was only 1-0 and you felt like maybe the experience wasn't there? Or did it kind of like, damn, my first fight and he got me an undefeated fighter? No, I'm not going to lie. It kind of kind of did get it get onto my nerves a little bit but then I was like you know what this is my first fight I gotta show off I gotta show off everything that I, I I'm bringing from the amateurs up so I was just training every day training hard working on everything every little detail and then comes fight day and then I get in the ring 
And I'm just like, you know what? We're already in here. Let's do this. You know, there, there's no backing down. So it, it kind of like you got I lost the fear when I got to the ring. But before then, yeah, I was kind of nervous. I got to ask, um, <clears throat> right now, so we're, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks into the year. So if you could lay out, like, the perfect 2023 for your career, what, what does that look like? Right now we have the 5 February 11th. What does the rest of the year look like in a perfect world for you? In a perfect world for me, I want to have, I want to pick up my record to at least 12, 12 and 0, get six more fights. That's at the least, you know. Uh, we're trying to get, we're going we're gonna to try to stay as busy as possible. Our goal is to either be lined up to fight for a world title by 2024 or fight for a world title this year, you know, by the end of the year. That's our for goal. For a we're world looking. title. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. That's the, that's the goal, honestly. And the thing is that... But I got to slow you down. Why do you think you're ready to be a world champ after six fights? <laughs> the thing is, man, um, uh, I, I believe in setting goals that are unbelievable and chasing that rather than setting a goal that's believable that to the point where once I get there, it's like, all right, what's next? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are, they see it as, oh, world champion and like, Six more fights. Come on, bro. That's not possible. I'm like, I mean, no, no it's really. possible. Definitely yeah. Shakur. I mean, it's, it's possible, but the people that have done it before you have the backing, like Rigandale got a title shot at 12 after he fought the dude from Philadelphia and uh, he was with top rank. Lomachenko, two fights, top rank. Shakur, uh, Shakur 13, 12 fights, top rank. Yep. Yeah, I mean, but the thing is that this year we're, we're planning on fighting people that are going to bring us up in the ranking and are going to say that they're going to put a name in my resume, you know? Like, this guy that I'm fighting now is going to be 9-0. and 0. Oh, yeah. wow. But, yeah. like, the resume, the resume only mattered, but so much. I mean, look at Boots. Boots was, yo, he had a sound with somebody. Like, you, yeah, eventually, I feel like... Yeah, because if you're too good, then they won't give you a shot, like yeah. Boots. But... Let's see how it works for you. You're also a smaller division, and those guys get a lot more fights. You're featherweight, 126, right? Mm -hmm. 126, yeah. Which is crazy. <laughs> I'm looking at you yesterday, and I think Bones... Oh, Keith Hunter. I'm like, I'm like, man, you might be perfect spawn for Keith. Keith is fighting Rashad Mati, who throws hella punches. He's yeah. the Albanian bear or something like that from New York. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like whispering to Bones, like, bro... He might be the perfect spawn for Keith, you know, uh, because of the way that you work and, you know, you can get him right and ready. And then he's like, no, he's only 126. You crazy? Keith is like 140. And I'm like, damn, is you it? look, you look, you know what I'm saying? Not big, tall, but you look gentle, yeah. you know, like filled, uh, you know, not, not, not thin and lanky. Yeah, the, I, I've actually sparred Keith Hunter before. I, I sparred with him. I think uh, my boy was in the... He saw Danny, the you was there? Yeah, top rank. When I sparred Keith Hunter. I was there. Yeah. Damn, this motherfucker is a fly <laughs> on every wall. I was there. <laughs> I was Danny there. Danny, get lucky. How was that? Sparring staying in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yeah, that was... Uh... <laughs> it was that good, huh? Uh, no, nah, you it, know sparring stay in the gym. No, I mean him. It, it was that good. It was, it was good sparring, man. Would you he, he, would you be yeah. willing to spar him again? Yes, yes, definitely, man. Um, are you guys 
cool with each other? Oh, no, yeah, man. He's a great guy. He's an amazing person. You know, I, I ain't got no beef with him. Every time I see him in the gym, you know, I, I show him love. Um, when To me, it's like sparring is just helping you to get better. Just like vice versa. If I get to sparring somebody and, you know, he, he like does work on me, I'm not going to be mad. I'm like, hey, you know what? I got to get better, you know? Not saying that I did work on him because it was a back and forth and everything. Um, the second time you were there, the second time I sparred uh, Hunter, I, you were there at the uh, when at I sparred Bones? my bones. Okay. Yeah, when I sparred on my bones, you were telling me, you got to throw <laughs> that jab, champ. You got to throw that jab. <laughs> you were yeah. yelling it from the corner. <laughs> but, man, it's, the thing is. He's long. He's long. He's long. It's hard to and get in there. And tall. Yeah. It's hard and to get in there. I ain't on front. He's very composed. It don't look like he gets tired. Mm. Has he, do you think? Um, no, I, I feel like he didn't get as tired. I feel like uh, it did, the my movement didn't throw him off, but he wasn't tired. He was just trying to catch up. You know what I mean? Like he's, he was trying to like reset or set to my pace. Mm -hmm. Just because I feel like a lot of the sparring that he gets, they don't move a lot. It's a lot of stationary sparring because I've seen him spar before, the people that he sparred before. And I'm like, damn, this motherfucker don't move. Like, he's just standing there eating punches, and then Keith is just throwing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, Again, that's why you're here. The way you work... Rep, the way you work is a direct representation of the way you look in the ring. And, and, and in that ring, you know, you let your hands go, and you move. Yeah. I ain't going front, though. You right. You don't use your jab. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you love like that. I think. I think. What is it? You go to the body and then overhand left, right? Um, I do the like a Pacquiao type of thing. You know where he throws. He throws a throwaway jab to the top. Throws a left hand to the body and then comes over the uh, with the with the jab again. It's like. And a, I think. I think you like to hook over the jab, right? From the your southpaw. Yeah. I feel like I see you, maybe. Hooking over the jab? It, it's not a hook. Or it, I like to use uh, my jab as the like a hook, lead, a lead hook. That's what I like to throw a lot. I like to throw a lead hook. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So, okay, because you almost confused. You say, I like to use my jab as a lead hook. I'm like, shit, champ. How you do that? <laughs> show uh, it to me. Like, <laughs> show me that. Like, no, the, 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 it, I learned it from watching uh, Canelo because he, he does like his feint to the body, but he actually throws the hook to the top. You know what I mean? Like the liver shot. Mm -hmm. But I do it as like I'm going to throw a jab, but I loop it over the top. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like a lot of Russians do that too. They, they kind of like throw the jab halfway and they loop it and go over the top. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to have to see how you do that today. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, man. So you let it slip. You said you know the guy's 9-0, so you do know who you're fighting. Yeah, I do know who I'm fighting. Okay. They already sent the contract over and everything. Um, the only thing, I just got to see what's going on with, the, with, with a little bit of the off, um, the stuff that is in the contract. They still got to do some stuff, but I already know who I'm fighting. I'm ready. We've seen some videos of him fighting. Um, he's fought in some nice cards, like uh, in top rank and stuff like that. He's, you know, he's coming up. So he, people know him? People know him. You um, can't leak it yet? No. Okay. No, no. I, I, so I, you think me and him will know who he is? I feel like you guys probably would know who he is. Um, he's a... Uh, he's... The coach that's training him now used to be a, a coach for the Olympic team also. So he would coach Al. 
Or cake aroma. Or cake aroma. <laughs> All right. Yo, we narrowing it down. <laughs> so, any talks with Marvin, man? We met Marvin Rodriguez. He seems like a nice guy. You got to fight with him. Did he say anything he needs you to do to be able to sign? Because he just signed the Vargas uh, remaining brothers. Um, he actually, the reason why I'm getting a fight here is not because I talked directly with him. I talked to, um, Seth with Saba's boxing equipment. Okay. And he was like, Hey, they're looking for a fight. I feel like it's a good opportunity for you. Here's the guy. You want to take it? I was like, yeah, let's take it. Man, that comes from you being a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Everybody's looking for fights for you. So that brings us to one of our questions from our listeners. Ruin of 504 says... How have the Sabas, Sabas gloves been holding up? Are you sponsored by them? Oh, man. Um, yeah, I actually am. He makes all my outfits, all my fight gear, like, uh, outfits. But on the gloves, he made me some custom, custom gloves. Um, they they have my nickname on the wrist. says Zeke. It was a Puerto Rican and a Mexican flag. Um, man, I, I, I tore them up. <laughs> They're done, like, like. On the inside of the glove right here is like all busted. The mm. the thing just how long? Like out. How long you had them? Uh, I feel like they had they lasted me about four to five years. Oh four wow! Five, yeah, four to five years. They just doing broke. everything. Yeah, doing everything. Like I I mainly used them for sparring, but uh, when I forgot my 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 bag gloves, gloves, I used to use those. So I used to tear them up. And the thing is, also with the sweating and everything and. Do you hit the bag with the same size gloves? If you bring both sets, is one heavier than the other for sparring? Um, no, we use both 16, 16s? 16 ounces for sparring and for hitting the bags. Um, I feel like even when I was uh, amateur, I still used the 16s because we used to fight with, I believe it was 10 or 12s on the amateurs. I'm not, I, I can't remember too much, too well. But yeah, I always used the size bigger so that way whenever I put the 10, it feels like light. Mm -hmm. Nothing's on my hand, you know? For sure. So yesterday I was watching you. I feel like you're starting the weight cut already. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I have to already. Damn, I'm getting nice. Because, <laughs> yo, and again, that's why you're here. I'm like, I, I walk in. I see you working. I'm starting to work. You in the gym. And then I, I can see the sweat. And you're in a hoodie. You got the headphones. You got, like, another shirt on top. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm seeing the sweat. Next time I see you, you shadow boxing, your shorts is fucking completely wet. I'm like, yo, he might be cutting weight. Cause yeah. then I seen you go to the track. I mean to the to the the treadmill. Then you jump and rope. I'm like, yeah, I think he's cutting weight. This is what it looks like when they start cutting weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm glad you're letting us know. So is it difficult? Cause you're starting, is this too is I don't want to say too early. You're teaching us. Is this early? You're almost a little bit less than a month out, right? Well, the thing is, um, I like to cut to a certain amount, um, uh, like two weeks before the fight, just so that I can have at least one week of just going down slow, a couple ounces, you know. And then the last week is going to be just all hands on deck, just everything. But I like to get to a certain weight before I start cutting hard. I ain't going to front. I don't know if you like this or not, but... I did see you before your last fight, and you drank something. Is that like to warm your body up to sweat? What happened? So for your last fight, uh -huh. I feel like you was cutting weight, and Gil gave you like a drink. Did that help you raise your body temperature or something? No, no, no. He uh, the thing is that 
when I'm cutting weight, I drink coffee, like black oh, that's coffee. coffee. It's just black coffee to give me some energy to boost boost my. It's funny because yeah. I looked that up too, and uh, that's probably one of the best stimulants instead yes. of using like over the counter GNC products. And uh, yeah, if you. I don't know if you noticed. I start coming in with my cantina, yeah, drinking yeah, no, it I too. See, I see it. And, yeah. it, it. and in between, like I'm chill sipping because it also warms you up. And that gym yeah. is cold, man. Yeah, it is. He talking about he turn on the heat. It be cold in there, bones. Yeah, no. <laughs> Freezing in that motherfucker. Whatever he he you using bones, that shit ain't working, <laughs> bro. He like I had the heat on all day. They be leaving the door open. I'm like bones. I'm freezing. Oh, in here. yo, I just want to um, yo. Funniest fucking thing I'm tell you guys something I feel like I helped Tank um, In a way With the knockout uh, With of, the knockout Of Hector Luis Garcia We ate the same Skittles that night um, Right before Right before the fight No I'm so serious What yo. like you share Skittles with Tank? No yeah I guess they, I mean I was with Tyler I had to find them Skittles They They asked for Skittles so but, you went and bought Tank the Skittles? No, no, no. I mean, he he went and bought Tank the Skittles. But Tyler. Yeah, I was with him, and then we he only we bought like he bought like eight bags because he didn't know which one he wanted. So it was like two of one flavor, two of another flavor, two. Of, <laughs> I didn't even know Skittles had different flavors. Yo, yeah, and, and it was crazy. I thought it was rainbow Bro, in one yeah. package. And, and the the one that Tank actually wanted was a package I've never seen before. It was like a like a different color bag, like a purple bag or some shit. Uh, like the berry. I think it was like berry Skittles. Never heard of it. <laughs> so you're saying the Skittles gave him the power? Yeah. Or the sugar rush? Dude, do you do that's that? What I'm do thinking. you use sugar before any workout? Or you uh, think it's... Not sugar. Uh, like before my fights, yes. I have a little bit of like a, a Snickers bar. I oh. eat a Snickers before. Shout out Andy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a, a Snickers bar before. Um, But before workout, it's just I drink a coffee. Or in between, like, my workouts, I'm, I'm just sipping on the coffee. But most of the time, I just drink it before I get to the gym. Just sip it down. Yo, so, have you... Do you always drink it black? Yeah. Yeah, especially when I'm cutting weight. Sometimes I drink it um with, with a little bit of creamer when I'm not getting ready for anything. Mm -hmm. But when I'm cutting weight for a fight, I always drink it black. Just because also it's a natural Diuretic, you yeah. Know? It's a natural laxative and stuff like that. So it just helps so, you. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's how you're going to lose that weight. <laughs> well, champ, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I do appreciate you coming on. This has been amazing. And I hope that, uh, you know, people believe me when I tell you, you always working and get behind you so that you can get those big fights. Please give out your social media. Let everybody know where they could get tickets um, for the fight. And yeah, man. Yeah, you guys could follow me uh, at, on Instagram and Twitter at la, la underscore brukena. And if you guys want to come watch my fight, which I really, really hope you guys do because I'm going to put on a show, you guys could go to MarvNation.com and get your tickets right there. There's a link on my bio when you guys will go on my Instagram. And I appreciate everybody. Thank you guys for having me. I got to ask you before you go, uh, Isak Cruz is in your division. Do you think his power can carry up to fight Regis Progre? Oof. Because he's saying if, you know, if they give him a title shot, he'll take that fight with Progre at 140. I mean, the, th the thing is, from 126 to 140... So a big weight, the like big difference, you know what Maybe I mean? Maybe one thirty now, cause he fought Tank at thirty, right? What? Who? Isak. Isak. No, that was thirty five, bro. Thirty five. Oh, there you go. That was thirty five. So five pounds. All, the, all this should uh, been, all, all, yeah, all this should been thirty five for him. Yeah, 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 five pounds. Honestly, I feel like it can't carry over. It's just that he's gonna have to 
you know, get used to getting hit by a bigger guy. That's what, that's what I feel like it's going to be the biggest thing because 135 to 140, they don't hit the same. The power is not the same. That's what I feel like he needs to get some bigger sparring, some bigger dudes so he can get used to the, the power. But Isa Cruz is a, is a beast, man. I feel like he, he could get in there and I'm, I'm not going to say he's going to knock him out, but I feel like he could hang in there and put some shots that are going to hurt him. Regis. Yeah. Would you still favor Regis? Or you think it's 50-50? I feel like it would be 50-50 on that fight. Wow. Yeah. Like, Isaac Cruz with his pressure and his his style, I feel like Bogota is going to have a little bit of a difficult time. You know what I mean? Is that somebody that if you find out he's here in Vegas, you would do anything you can to get him to spar? And I only ask that because y'all got similar styles. Uh, Definitely. I would. I would. Just because, honestly, like, I look up to Isak. You know what I mean? He's he's like now not ever literally since, champ. like Isak. E- ah, yeah, you want taller than him? <laughs> How tall are you? I'm I'm, I'm five eight. Five oh eight. yeah, you got him by four inches. Yeah, no, but uh, with him, it's like um, the way he fights. Ever since he fought Gervonta, I was like, man, like I like that style. I like that that intensity that he got. You know, and it comes from just the Mexican style of boxing, like. He fights like a Mexican won a fight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, he's expected to fight as he is, as a Mexican. Yeah, man. Well, champ, uh, once again, where can they get those tickets? You guys could go to marmnation.com. The tickets are right there. Or go to my Instagram. I have a link to there at la, bruquena under, la underscore bruquena. And you guys could just click the link and get the tickets there. All right. Man, we appreciate you coming in. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Catch us tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. from our other studio. And we're going to go ahead and take a picture with uh, Ezekiel. And we'll be back mañana. Catch us. Ring walk Danny Ness, GTO, the boxing voice. Peace. We out.